I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You guys are, the 4-H podcast was like probably one of the most extreme podcasts on the <laughs> internet. Let's be honest. Yeah. The 4-H podcast was fucking out there. Late in the night we go into the world unknown. Just let us go. I know that I'm breathing slow. Inhale and smoke. I just awoke. A bottle of pills. I'm choking down with dancing demons all around. I'm hearing sounds. And I know I'm hearing voices now. With all the buildings crashing down. It's Armageddon again. I'll drink the poison. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pantelos podcast. Hello. It's almost like a 4-H podcast, except it's just me. Just, just, well, not just you. Well, I have a guest. Yes! Uh, this week, my guest is none other than um, a video game journalist, pro video game uh, gamer, uh, <laughs> I am podcast enthusiast, and podcast maker, um, creator of the YouTube channel Jump Fox Jump. Nice, good intro. Thank you. It's Donovan, the other guy, Oliveira. What's up, guys? You might remember me from the 4 H podcast, so you gotta explain to me what's going on here. The Pantelis podcast is. Uh, it's my solo project. This is the thing now because I got into a little beef on Twitter with like people, listeners of the Forge Podcast that don't understand what I'm saying. The Forge Podcast hasn't died. The Forge Podcast is still happening. This is happening in parallel. Okay. All right. So I can't stress that enough. And what what episode is this? This is the first one. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wicked. All right. So the premiere episode of the Pantelis Podcast. Yes. Is there is there any other way that people can follow this? Is there a Twitter or is there um, I don't, right now it's going to be available just on my website pantelscomedy.com. There you go. And then moving forward, um, maybe I'll push it to Stitcher, just like the 4H. We'll see. We'll see. For right now, it's just something um, for fans to listen to on my website. Very cool. So the Pantelis no pantelscomedy.com. Yeah, pantelscomedy.com. Check it out for all your Pantelis needs. So, how's it going, man? It's been a few days. We uh, went out, got pretty drunk last time. Uh, let's not talk about okay, that. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, no talking about that. It didn't end well. Uh, I was at Walmart today. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, let's talk about Walmart. I feel like the second people walk into Walmart, social norms don't exist anymore. <laughs> That's very it's, true. No, it's unbelievable. It's like, very I walk true. in there and people are just fucking shoving each other. They're taking like fruit roll-ups out of the box and they're tasting them. And they're, they're like savages. Hold on, you saw people... I saw people opening a fruit... And I'm, I didn't even work there. And I'm like, stop. Stop. Put it back in the box. No, no, you can't go there. And I'm like, why am I making these rules up? What color were they? They were brown people. Don't get racist well, on the podcast. Okay, this is really episode <laughs> one. You can't get that racist. You just ask me. I'm being, I'm being descriptive. So people literally opening fruit roll-up boxes fruit roll-ups, and eating uh, fruit roll-ups. It was fruit, it was like, I don't know if it was fruit roll-up, it was fruit uh, candy stuff. And uh, they had their kids there and they were tasting them. They wouldn't even give them to their kids. They were just tasting them, putting them in a box, putting them back on the shelf. It's half open. It looks like it's like, like a Bosnian supermarket after the war. <laughs> it, it was bad, man. I was very upset when I was in there. Okay, let me tell you what I like about Walmart. And I don't know if you can feel me on this. I like going to Walmart because of trashy women. I find out at Walmart... Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. You're giving me a weird look. Yeah, you're trying to pick up chicks at Walmart? Okay, well, listen, it works. At Walmart, it's you, you find trashier chicks, man. And, and no joke, at Walmart, I find more than any other like superstore or something like that. Girls are much more receptive to being picked up. I don't, dude, I've seen unfuckable walruses at Walmart. That's, That's true. I bought this watch at Walmart. 
Cool, and how's that watch? It's a watch, man, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? It's 2014. Watch technology must be so ridiculous yeah, at this point. Yeah, it shoots lasers. Does it really shoot really? lasers? Like, That's what they said on the box, but it doesn't, it hasn't been working. <laughs> I could return it. I can't return but it. But anyways, what did you go to Walmart for? Um, <laughs> I was there. I was just looking around randomly at like uh, video games, movies, um, things that I'll just pirate. Yeah, you were looking at video games and movies. Don't you love this about Walmart? Uh, let's say you go to the electronics, an electronic section and you ask an employee, hey, so uh, where's this movie or do you have this in stock? And they have no idea what the fuck you're talking the about. Talk? Well, they don't even speak English. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I asked for one, I said, excuse me, do you have the movie 47, uh, 47 Ronin? Because I haven't seen that. I thought okay. we This was the Have you seen, uh, can you tell me what 47 Ronin is? Uh, no. <laughs> what is no, that? No. What is it? Just tell me what it is. Or tell me you don't speak English. That's the thing about Walmart, man. You most probably know more than the employees do. The employees don't know shit. Um, so, other than that, what other stores do you like shopping at? Uh, I don't really like shopping at Walmart. Walmart's depressing. Um, <laughs> it's very depressing, man. Like, you, I don't know if it's that like, like, I see people in there that I don't know how the hell they, they're allowed in the public. I'll lose... You know, it's a, it's a depressing environment. Also, the high ceilings hurt your head. Do they? Uh, yeah. I find that the fluorescent lights, yeah, they kind of hurt your head. Plus, I could feel, like, the, the, the crushed dreams of all the Chinese children who built most of the stuff that's in there for sale. Speaking of crushed dreams, let's talk about your comedy, man. Because <laughs> if we're linking this into your website, pantalascomedy.com, uh, don't you have an upcoming... Don't you have an upcoming show? Oh, maybe it's the biggest show of the summer. Okay. Pantel is Hercules Complex, live in Montreal. Where? At the Petit Campus. Ca- ca- right on top cafe? of the Cafe Campus. Okay. On Prince Arthur Street. Okay. Um, it's August, Friday, August 8th, 9 p.m. I didn't even know they did comedy there. Well, uh, it's a venue. You could do whatever you want in there. Well, let's go they check They do comedy during the, now the summer for just for laughs, zoo fest, that kind of stuff. They do comedy. Uh, and in the winter, it's mostly bands, like heavy metal, stuff like that. And just for laughs, did you, you interested in going check it out? Or? Uh, I want to see my boy Bill Burr. Okay, That's cool. for sure. I, I, I got to catch Hannibal Burr's last year, but he doesn't have his own show this year. He's just uh, hosting. But I'd rather see the Bill Burr show next Saturday, because Chris D'Elia is going to be there. It's Yeah, it's a... Uh, we can go together. I would love wish. to go. I had you no idea. go watch a comedy show with a VIP comedian, and you're in. I would you. love to go see Chris D'Elia. He's funny yeah, shit, he's man. very funny. I listen to the 10-minute podcast every, every <laughs> once in a while. It's a good show. Brian Callen being my favorite uh, comedian there. I, uh, Brian, Brian Callen is absolutely Brian hilarious. hilarious. Um, okay, uh, from what I heard, uh, Seth Rogen is the host of Just for Last. No, he's doing a gala, I think. He's okay. going to gala, yeah. He's, do, what do you think about that? They, Seth Rogen, I mean, as well, a lot of comedian. people, A lot of people have been saying, like, oh, what the fuck is this? Just because he's making movies, they're bringing just right. I, I know what, I have to agree. Lest we forget, uh, he was a stand-up comedian first, so people keep forgetting that because he's making all these movies. And also, like, Superbad and all that, he wrote it. Yeah. So you know that he has funny writing. Yeah, for sure. So let's not hate on him. Let's, you know, no. go, go see him. And for sure. He started as a stand-up. He made it in movies, but, I mean, his, his core, his, uh, his roots are from stand-up. So you've been doing stand-up, which is something that I totally support, by the way. I, I'm totally into the idea of you doing stand-up. One of my, you're the only good buddy I have that's actually doing stand-up. Uh, how long have you been doing stand-up for? Uh, it's going on, what are we, two, three years? Very cool. And, and what would you say, two, two, three years in, what would you say about the Montreal stand-up comedy scene? The comedians are cool, but the scene is horrid. Uh, what does that mean? It, the scene is very bad. It's, it's not, uh, it doesn't really... Hard to get paid? No, it's not just that, that, that obviously, but I mean, it, like, it takes a while for you to be able to get good gigs and stuff. Uh, like, um, before I, I ever got any guest spots, like at the Comedy Nessus and that, and now I do. Like, I'll do the Fridays, I'll do the weekends and that. I'll, I'll guest spots when uh, headliners are coming into town. I love that. Very cool. But it took so long to get to that point. Why? Um, it's just hard in the city because there's not... 
During the year, apart from just for laughs, during the year, it's mostly French comedy that mm-hmm. does well. Really? In Quebec in general, there's such a huge uh, market for it. Hmm. So, if you're a French comedian, you can make money. But as an English comedian, you're just doing a lot of open mics, you're doing a lot of uh, smaller venues, you're doing a lot... You, the only time you make money or you do anything is when it's uh, strictly for your people. When, when I do shows, like for, for my fans, people that come out to see me. Mm-hmm. And, but it's very hard to, to make money in this city, mm-hmm. uh, just in general. That's why I have to go around a lot. You know, like I went to Ontario, right. and we drive around, we do uh, right. uh, different gigs. You get exposure. Mm-hmm. The only The only good part about Montreal is that uh, I've, I've become friends with a lot of good comedians here networking and uh, yeah and you know some really cool people like um, there's good comedians in the city that don't get enough exposure I think you want to shout any of them out oh there's a lot man uh, uh, there's my, my I like my boy Tenderloins um, you know he does this thing uh, Molly Brisbois I saw you uh, guys perform one time at this small uh, small cafe you had sent me, oh, it was a small bar you had sent me a message uh, yo come check out my show it was pretty fun man you guys he, did good he's a good guy Molly Brisbois good in the city um, uh, why do you think that is why do you think you, do you think the comedy scene is struggling in Montreal big time and big why time. do you think that is do you think it's strictly because of the bilingualism no it's not strict it's yeah well that's a huge part of it and it's the way we we uh, put shows together here during the year you know it's because like the recurring shows are open mic shows. There's no like theme recurring shows, which that would be cool. You know, some people do. Like some people that start a lot of underground shows and they're getting more and more successful, which is like what they do in California, so, even yeah. in New York. Boston, you have, like, Boston a, has a big scene. Yeah, Boston has a big scene where you have like these, say, weekly, I don't know, the weekly virus, you know, where I'm just giving an example of a name. And you go down there, you're going to see changing comedians. You're going to see like a bunch of regular ones, but you're going to pay money. You're going to see a bunch of uh, uh, different, they'll bring up some different comedians. There'll be like a theme for the night. Um, the fans will get to know them they'll know what to expect it's going to be guys boxing basically trying out new material uh, whereas here the open mics it's it, sometimes it's hard to get on to, to a good open mic uh, and it's mostly open mics like in the week you're going to see Monday open mic Tuesday open mic Wednesday mm-hmm. open mic th- you know, th- really? yeah there's a lot of open mics in the city hmm. but uh, there's not that many so you see a lot of new people you see a lot of yeah. people trying out but there's sophomores there's veterans here that you you could literally you get five of them together yeah. and you kind of kill a show. Yeah. Like I see so many comedians here that they're just they're, they're awesome comedians. They're they're head and shoulders above a lot of other people in the city. And but they're not doing much because it's hard it's hard over here. I've 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 been watching a lot of comedy recently. Uh, this summer I got really big into going watch stand up shows and I've been going to the Comedy Nest almost almost exclusively. I don't know if you have any suggestions of where I should be going other than the Comedy Nest, but check this out and tell us. Um, Every single time I go to the Comedy Nest, um, they talk about how it's empty, how, how there's nobody there, and how they really, they really, at the end of the show, they really applaud the audience and say, thank you for coming out, uh, thank you for supporting comedy in, in our city. And I look around, and it's maybe 20% full, 25% full. Uh, why? Why is, why are we, like, why are we still struggling for that? You said that, like, bilingualism has a, uh, a part to do with that, but, like, when, when someone's headlining here, let's say, at the Comedy Nest. Yeah. As a comedian, you do like a Friday night or a Saturday night. Do you know how much they're getting paid for that night? It depends on the comic. It depends yeah. on a lot of... And that's between uh, the club owner and the comedian, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, look, when you're talking about it being empty, like, I've seen headliner nights where there's really not that many people. Mm-hmm. And I've seen open mics where there's a lot of people. It, really? It, yeah, it varies. It depends. But I've also... Yeah. The last few... Um, like, I had done a Thursday a little while ago, a Friday night, uh, three weeks ago... And it was pretty full. There was a lot of people. Comedy Nest. Comedy Nest. Cool, well, that's my man. home club. That's my favorite club. Cool, that's, yeah. Uh, that's my home. Uh, that's my boxing ring. Um, <laughs> I, I love, like, the owner, the guy who has David Acker, he's a good guy. Uh, he gives people their shots. He, um, 
uh, he supports, you know what I mean? Whenever he's in town, I'll give you the chance to showcase for him. I wish yeah. I had a better location. People talk about that, but I think it's a good location because you have parking. Because the true. biggest problem in downtown Montreal is that there's no parking, but the it's comedy true. nest is uh, the third floor of the, you know, the AMC, the forum, the old forum, there, and uh, you have underground parking yeah. for six bucks. Six so, bucks, which is fantastic, which is fantastic. for downtown Montreal. So, yeah, for downtown Montreal. So you, you know that you could park your car, whereas yeah. the comedy uh, works, which just closed Com- down. Comedy works. On, it closed down. On, on Bishop? Or yeah, it closed down before, right before Just for Laughs. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I was actually about to ask you a question about that place. The, the, the works closed, which is very sad uh, for Montreal, especially for the comedy Yeah, scene. so comedy Montreal, not doing that. Not doing that well, no. It's uh, Well, also, there's another thing. We don't, like, see Just for Laughs. I don't, like, Just for Laughs always claims Montreal, this and that. But I don't really see their support in the local scene. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Uh, yeah, in the summer, they'll bring in a lot of international headliners, and they'll show them off to the city. And How? people who don't really know comedy during the year, they don't... They just hear the names. They just hear Bill Burr as a name. They they go and they check them out, which is cool because you're you're exposing these new you're exposing people to these comedians. But the local scene doesn't get that kind of love. You know what I mean? You're they'll, saying they'll that put some local guys on, say the Zoo Fest, all the little things like that. But they won't give. It's very rare for that they give them their uh, their shots. You're saying that Just for Laughs should do a better job of trying to support local comedians. Yeah, make local how, comedians how bigger. Make how? local comedians more, give them more exposure. Um, let give them more opportunities to showcase. Give them more. Uh... Do you think that comedy in Montreal is struggling just because we have the biggest comedy festival in the world? Do you think that is because people no. wait for just for laughs? No, no. It's also because we're a hater city. <laughs> we're a hater city for a lot of things. You think no, we're... we are? We're hater. We don't. Uh, the city's known for that. We don't really support our own. What we do is in the city. We hate people when they're doing shit. We hate them when they're trying to do something creative. We hate it. You think so? And the second they become popular outside of Montreal and people are talking about them. Then we'd like to claim them, like, oh yeah, they're they're from here. Mm-hmm. They're our guys. But when they were fucking growing up, let's mm-hmm. say, you know, when they were building whatever they were doing, uh, they just get shot on the city. There, there's not support. But the city's so quick to claim people once they make it, hmm. which is preposterous. Hmm. Yeah. Well, keep on keeping on, man. You're doing good, and I only see good things in your future, man. Keep pushing. Well, it sounds like you're interviewing me on, on my <laughs> show. Uh, enough about me. I am the journalist. Please, please tell me, Mr. Journalist, Mr. Podcaster, Mr. YouTube uh, video game channel guy. Uh, so there's about 8 million people that follow your YouTube channel now. Uh, <laughs> six to eight. Six how, to eight. Uh, how did you do this and what made you kind of want to videotape yourself playing video games yeah. and post it online? Two things. I used to write for uh, the big site that I first got a job at, like, you know, uh, as you would know, uh, is PlayStation Universe, PSU.com. It's the largest independent PlayStation website on the net, and it used to be really fun. There are really cool, uh, there was really cool employees there. Uh, our editor-in-chief from Washington, D.C., he used to write for the Washington Post. He taught me pretty much everything I know about writing. Um, now, I don't mind saying this because I'm not with them anymore. I'm not trying to trash talk them too much, but I just want to, viewers or listeners to understand uh, I'm not with them anymore at all. A lot of people that follow you and I follow I know that I used to write for them. Yeah. Um, I'm not with them at all anymore. The podcast, uh, sorry, the, uh, the company moved back to the UK where it originated from. And when that happened, they had like a transfer of ownership. Uh, and uh, basically that new general manager decided where to allocate funds to. So writers got less money and I wasn't going to stay there writing for free. I used to get paid on that site. So I kind of ditched uh, video game journalism for about a year and a half, almost two years. And I'm back now, but I'm not really back with any type of website. I'm trying to do my own thing, just like you. You started your own podcast. Uh, I started my own podcast. It's called Jump Fox Jump. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher, just like the 4H podcast. 
Um, and I also started a new, new YouTube channel. It's also called Jump Fox Jump, where we do... Uh, right now, we're only doing Let's Plays and podcasts. Uh, we do some giveaways. But in the future, I intend to do news, reviews, uh, previews as the channel grows. Right now, really, I'm just doing Let's Plays. Why am I doing that, you ask? Is because if you've taken a look at YouTube, uh, the biggest channels on YouTube are video game Let's Play channels, which I don't understand. I don't watch them. Uh, I don't watch Let's Play uh, Let's Play videos, but people love that shit on the internet. I love playing video games and I love talking about them. So- I uh, just just to cut you up because of what you said, it, I noticed that too. And I had announced last week on Twitter uh, that I'm going to start on the PS4, just using Twitch. Twitch streaming. Yeah, I saw you. I saw stream. you. The second I did it, I got 18 new followers. Very that cool. All uh, follow the Twitch and all that. Well, you were playing soccer. Uh, no, I, in the future I'm going to play the new Revolution Soccer. There's not that many games on the PS4 now. I was playing the UFC, UFC game. Yeah, that's it. That's and it, I was just it. streaming. It wasn't even long. I was just testing it out just to see how the streaming works and that. And I was getting all kinds of new fault. People were happy that you know I was taking a new medium, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not just Fuck podcasting. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right, you guys like it. I'm going to keep doing it. You know, if you're a funny guy, you'll be funny no matter what you're doing. If you're a funny yeah, guy, you'll be funny while playing video games. But... Uh, so you were streaming on the PS4, the built-in streaming software. It's You've really got to cool. admit, it works really well. It is insane. It I, works really well. The way technology's well. moved, um, yeah. I'm shocked. I feel like I'm in that show, Reboot. That's a cool show, man. <laughs> if, you were in, if you were in Reboot, what car- character would you be? Bob. You wouldn't be Bob? You I can't totally say that. Bob. You can't say fucking, that. I'm a, I'm a hero. I almost expected you to say Matrix. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be fucking Dot, and I'd be the dog. Uh, well, I forgot. Frisket. That's it. No, no. I would be... I would be... Uh, You'd be fucking master... What's his name? Fung? 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 <laughs> no, we'd be Hack and Slash. You yeah, know. we'd be Hack and Slash. That'd be cool. Anyways, that was a good show. Shows are not good anymore, man. Uh, actually, yeah. I was watching on Netflix earlier, um, Ultimate Spider-Man. And That's a good show. I, no, no, Spectacular I, Spider-Man is a good show. I was watching Ultimate Spider-Man and I, re- and I tweeted uh, Stanley and Marvel Comics. I told him to just hook him up with a writing gig. So I could fucking fix comics, right? Because that was horribly written. Yeah, I'll, it was an episode where they turned them into bobbleheads. Not only who's writing this. Garbage? Yeah, not only that. You know how they try to break the fourth wall where Spider-Man starts talking to the audience and he, he gets makes, a little like, irritated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he makes really bad jokes, and they're all like teenagers. So there's Nova as a teenager. There's a bunch they're of all teenagers. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. But spectacular bunch Spider-Man. Bunch of virgins with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> but Spectacular Spider-Man, very good fucking show. Check it out if you can. I was watching Pokemon. People of our age, uh, people of our age are going to fucking... Um, <laughs> they're synonymous with Pokemon. You know, Pokemon is, is something that when we were young, we kind of really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I was watching Pokemon now. Please explain to me, this is the 13th season or some shit of Pokemon. Pokemon still exists. Yeah, Pokemon still exists. They're on like the... Th- oh no, maybe 17th or something crazy like that. It's been going since we've been watching it. Ash is still 10 years old, and that Pikachu still hasn't fucking evolved. What level is that Pikachu? <laughs> what, what, is he 89? Is, is, Ash is still 10 years old. I don't understand. Everything has happened in one year span, and he's been all over the fucking world. Whatever, Pokemon's pretty know shit show. 10, they still say it. Yeah, but the Simpsons, same shit, right? They never grow. Have, have they never grown? I don't think so. Like, really? I don't think so. I mean, give it a time. Simpsons has been around longer than I have. They should be married now, those kids. <laughs> To each other? To each other, probably. Damn. Yeah, that's a dysfunctional household. Yeah, it is a dysfunctional household. No, but I mean, uh, you're right about that. I I was surprised that Pokemon still thing because, to be honest, look, uh, I'm not going to hate on Pokemon. I I love Pokemon. I laugh at that and all that. (laughs) But I never got into a Pokemon show. When I was younger, I used to play the game, the the Game Boy game. Love that game. For sure. Crazy game. I I think that's the game that really got me into RPGs. Which one? Red or blue? I remember the first one I had was red or blue. Silver, gold. I think the first one was blue that I had. Cool. And then I got red, which cool. was the same fucking game. Yeah, same game. 
But uh, yeah, I never got into the show. The show was too cheesy for me. I couldn't handle super cheese. You know what I mean? Ash is also the worst fucking trainer of all time. Ash would level up his Pokemon. He'd uh, he'd make them evolve, and then he would give them away, or he would set them free in the wild. He had a big heart, but the dude was fucking retarded. No wonder he douchebag. Yeah, no wonder he's not a Pokemon master. <laughs> After Christ. fucking fifteen years. Yo, your goal was to catch them all. Why are you setting them free, asshole? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but other than that, good shows. What you been watching, man? Oh, shit, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I have no idea what that is. On the Netflix. Andy Samberg. Oh, okay, okay, right, 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 right. I actually Henry saw Cruz that. Cruz on that show. Okay. I liked her. And? Hilarious. Uh, it makes me laugh. Uh, is I that, like the writing. Is that a Netflix thing or like an NBC show? It's an NBC show, okay. uh, and Netflix has the first season, so I saw it on Netflix. Hmm. Because um, I, I, I'm never home so I could catch shit on TV like yeah, the right. So I PVR a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or when I'm free, I'll, I'll catch them on Netflix. Yeah. Um, you know, you get, I do a lot, you know what I mean? So I, I'm busy most of the time. Mm. Uh, so my, my hours of watching TV are always unconventional. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So but I, that's why Netflix is fucking awesome, man. I saw that. I saw... Um, what show did I finish? I was watching Veronica Mars. Remember oh, yeah, show? you told me. That. I didn't watch it, but you told me about it. You said it was a little bit... I, you, I asked you what you were watching. You said Veronica Mars, and you said it's a little bit like Buffy. It's a little bit like Buffy. There's a lot of quips. Uh, she's very witty female lead. But she's um, like, what, 17? I don't know what her age is. She's fuckable, though. Um, it's Kristen Bell. That's Kristen Bell. That's right. it. Kristen Bell. So, uh, but it's a very good show. It's a, it was actually fun. Like, it's enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start caring about the characters and stuff. Like, you want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. There's another show that I just finished. I keep forgetting what it was. But uh, I enjoyed it, I think, because I saw the whole uh, series run. Did you ever watch Hemlock Grove? Nah. I heard it was bad. That's uh, Eli Roth, no? Is it really? I think so. Well, how can it be bad? He's a badass motherfucker. He's a badass motherfucker. I don't know. Some people really like it. Yeah. I, I hear good things. Jean Grey is in that. No? Yeah, Jean Grey yeah. is in that. Uh, so, yeah, no, I hear uh, I hear good things about it. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. I would posit that some of the best stuff on all of Netflix is Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Definitely some of the best stuff. You have so much content there. If you've, you know, Buffy and Angel is pretty cheesy. It's from when we were, we were younger. But, man, some of the writing in that show, the character development, top tier. I might be pitching a, a Netflix show soon. Whoa, is this too early to talk about? What are you it's talking about? It's very early to talk about, but I'm just, just throwing it out there. It's Wait, little, you're just throwing it out? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I might also be pitching a Netflix show. Yeah. It's called uh, How, to, How to Jerk Off in 15 Seconds or Less. You've already pitched that. They said no. They said no a few <laughs> times, but uh, I'm coming back strong. I'm coming back strong. Uh, I, did pilot. A, I did a rewrite of a pilot. Uh, but no, anyway, so you're serious about pitching a show? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do, you, how, do you, how do you even get around to pitching a show to Netflix? You mean how do you grow the balls? Where do you get the nerve? <laughs> when you pitch a show, you just put it on like a USB jump drive and just pitch your hardest at the Netflix headquarters? That's what I think it is. I just have to baseball. Shit. Just <laughs> And all that I hit the exec on the head. <laughs> um, fuck, I was about to say something. Uh, we were talking about shows. Uh, yeah, good shows on Netflix. Um, I'm watching some cartoons too on Netflix. On yeah, cartoons is pretty much all I watch on Netflix now. Uh, Orange is the New Black, a lot of people talk about that. That's, that's cancelled, so... Yeah, so what happened with that? The, they got an argument. You know um, Kenji, whatever, the chick who writes it? Okay. She also did Weeds. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. She got in an argument with the, the with the exec at the, I think the CEO actually of Netflix. What happened was, he said, "Can you like not make it uh, only female? Like write in some male leads. You know what I mean? There's too too many bitches up in nah, this." Nah, I don't agree with that. No, no, that's what he said. So she said no because it's supposed to be based on the autobiography of the chick who was in jail. Are you serious? Yeah, this is a true story. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Nah. So, 
Yeah, that's what they say. So, um, he's like, no, because, you know, I'm not going to make up characters that weren't there. And he's like, just do it and also stop making these bitches so hateful. Like, they're disgusting, they're dirty, they're whipping tampons at each other. Yeah, it's jail, like, man. Yeah, well, that's what she said. And then he's, he's, she's like, fuck you, this and that. And then he canceled the show. So, good not, job. Not only did he cancel, so there's no season three on Netflix at least, but also uh, as of September, you won't be able to catch any of the seasons on uh, Netflix. No way. That's some hateful shit. No way. Yeah. That's a big, big mistake. That's a huge show. Well, luckily I'm in the know, so I know these things. Um, I don't like to read too many articles. Another article, you know what I like to do nowadays? I like to skim article headlines. Uh, some type of fucking journalist I am. I like to skim article headlines and don't read the article. And just base my opinions on crazy shit. For example, uh, I saw an article about... Um, <laughs> so NASA d- discovered an asteroid that p- potentially might hit the Earth. That happens every year. Someday, right? Right? And, and uh, the one country that partnered with NASA to fund an interception was Canada. Canada. Now I don't think we have crazy like Bangladesh. <laughs> I don't think we have the funds to do that. But Canada and NASA are trying to fund this together. First of all, don't talk about Canada like that. Canada's gonna make it rain on NASA. <laughs> I don't think we have the funds to do that. Maple syrup money. There are yeah, maple syrup money. That's right. I think there are more pressing issues. But um, one of those headlines I just skimmed, didn't read the article, so now I'm talking about it. That's, no, just that's shoddy journalism. You're just that's... assuming that Canada's taking budget out of like the homeless <laughs> fund and then. Giving it to NASA. I'm telling to you, fight man. asteroids. That's 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 my shtick. That's my angle. I'm the most shoddy journalist on the internet. I read an article as well. Tell me about a Malaysian airline flight. Okay, what's happening crashed. there? What's well, happening there? Last Mala- Doesn't the last Malaysian flight disappear? Wasn't that them that disappeared? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or was it mm-hmm. Indonesia? It was them, right? No, it's Malaysia. So it's the same it's airline. The second time in like what three months? How what? shit is this airline? Uh, something's going on. That is a terrible airline. The article you read was it about the AIDS research? No, I just heard that uh, it crashed in the Ukraine or some shit. You ready for some conspiracy? I'm listening. Let's get conspiracy. Apparently on that... Again, this is headline surfing. I didn't read the article. This is just headline surfing. I'm the most shoddy journalist there is. Uh, apparently on that second flight that crashed just about a week ago, uh, there was a scientist, a researcher on that flight uh, who had like a major breakthrough on AIDS research, on, on the cure to AIDS, and he died in that flight. Did you read this on the Onion or where did you... <laughs> this is actually where did I digest this? Uh, maybe Facebook actually. That's not a good place. No, for definitely news. not. Shoddy journalism. Somebody's status. Yeah. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I read the article. Nah. status. That's yeah, but you know, Facebook not a good way to digest your content. Well, that's an article I feel like you should have read through. <laughs> Listen, man. Shoddyjournalism.com. Not so, my site. Don't don't go to that site. Uh, do you, wow, that'd be fucked up if that's true. That's pretty conspiracy. What do you say? I mean, yeah, they would. Who the fuck shot it down? They said it was a rocket, right? Seriously? That's what they said. I don't, I don't know anymore, man. Everybody's. The thing is, there's so much disinformation out there. The government and there's a lot news, of noise. Yeah, the government and the news post so many lies. I don't know what to believe. They also said Putin uh, in Russia today. I read oh this. yeah, that he was gonna release like information about how 9/11 was, was an inside uh, job. But we already know it was an inside yeah. job. You have to be a retard not, to yeah. think that that's just ugh. right. Not only do we know that that's an inside job, but how does Putin have that information? Well, uh, he fucking he saw loose change. He, he's <laughs> gonna watch Zeitgeist. He's, gonna, he's just gonna he's just gonna stream the Zeitgeist <laughs> on his website. He's, he's, he's just like, gonna scream out. Uh, he's just gonna scream Alex Jones documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> 9-11 was a conspiracy! Uh, um, Alex Jones scares the shit out of people. Does he? Listen, uh, I, I I don't know how, how Putin would have this information, but uh, that's also another headline I just skimmed past. Uh, so, 
So is he serious? Is this a serious like? Uh, that's what, well, that's what he's claim. saying. Now I don't know if it's like a threat to Obama, like yo, quit fuck around because I'm gonna tell people that you guys are fucking dirty, or if he's just like you know what, it's about time that the world knows that you know governments just suck. But everybody knows the government suck. People now, after this many years, they started like looking back like oof. Yeah. There's so much sketchy shit so surrounding much. it. It's obvious. People know that's inside job. Just that people don't like uh, they don't like talking about it a lot because it makes you feel really uncomfortable. Helpless. Yeah, yeah. It's not when you know that the government was supposed to serve you is kind of evil, um, and they're willing to do anything so uh, to you know to 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 get their end game. I think the obviously. most one of the most fucked up things going on in the world today that we're just letting slide that people should really take a look at. I mean, right. there's a lot about. Is that where you're going with this? No, it wasn't. My bad. Not rape. Carry on. <laughs> so there's a lot of fucking... There's a lot of attention on, uh, towards it on the internet. <laughs> but uh, I think one of the most fucked up things is how Monsanto is killing all the bees, yet they're patenting, they're patenting yeah, robot bees that they're creating uh, that will cross-pollinate plants. Uh, they're what? the reason. You, I'm sure you've heard that bees are dying out. All I heard the bees are. I don't know. Santos killing them. Uh, it's because of all the GMO in these in these plants. Oh the, the bees are, are not. They're not. For the past thousand fucking hundreds of thousands of years, beers, bees, beers, uh, bees haven't been fucking uh, used to these this new fucking GMO that we have going on for the past sixty years. So bees are trying to cross pollinate uh, and they're dying along oh the way. God. And there's like huge amounts of bees. Like I think like what, what is it? Like one third of the bee population in the world is already dead from like the past couple of years. Uh, they're actually expecting that all bees around the world will someday go extinct. So Monsanto has already patented. Electronic bees, robot bees that they use to cross-pollinate plants. But they are the reason that bees uh, went ex- are going extinct in the first place. I think that that kind of fucking uh, corruption, that deep, and you, as you may know, Monsanto owns like fucking 80% of the food industry. Um, I think that corruption that fucking deep is something that we should really take a look at, man, because that's everything we're eating comes from that fucking company, uh, Nestle. Every, t- every fucking big brand you know. Even the water you drink. In fact, they think that they should uh, privatize water. In the next couple of years, they think that water should be a commodity that you should pay for. It already almost is, but I'm talking about like tap water and stuff like that. They're like cartoon villains. They're, they are like cartoon villains and they're getting away with it. Yeah, Monsanto is the classic super villain. Yeah. Uh, like Alex Luthor that owns yeah. so much. Right. And they're trying to blot it out the sun. And it's not, it's, it's, it's funny. We're, we were laughing about it on your podca- podcast, Pantelis. Who like, the fuck is laughing? You hear, any, <laughs> you hear any giggles come from me, homie? <laughs> no, but it's serious shit, man. There's a lot of serious shit going on. Like, uh, just fucking celiac disease in general. This is something that didn't really exist that what? long ago. Celiac disease, like people being allergic to uh, gluten. Oh. N- now you're seeing a bunch of gluten-free shit because there was a huge rise in um, celiac disease, which is people being unable to process the gluten in bread and pasta and stuff like that. So it fucks up their teeth, it fucks up their blood, it fucks up their bodies. This is something that didn't really exist as much as it did... Uh, as this something that didn't really exist like 30, 40 years ago. I feel like gluten doesn't exist. Uh, gluten is a thing, yeah, it's definitely a thing, it's, it's, it's getting to be a problem, that's why you're seeing all this gluten-free, this gluten-free industry, which, by the way, random aside, has been taken to another extreme, I don't know if you've seen pictures on the internet of soap, I, I, I saw a picture uh, uploaded the other day on Instagram, I never sat there and googled soap, no, just my, to look at pictures, my friend it. goes to, uh, to a restaurant and the soap, it was Octavio's, you know Octavio's? No, whatever, it's, it's, it's an Italian chain, there's some here in St. Leonard, uh, 
she goes in the washroom and, and the soap on the wall said gluten-free soap. They're using it like a like the vegan slogan where they Why just do people sell eat people. soap. Yeah, what right? Do people eat fucking soap? Why the fuck would soap have flour in it in the first place? Why would it have wheat or grain? Anyway, so this whole This is a this is a gluten-free podcast. Yeah, this podcast is gluten-free, so don't worry, you can eat it after 10 p.m. Um, you know, in the in the 40s when they were having problems with crops and stuff like that, they kind of genetically engineered wheat uh, genetic structures to be like way more resistant to insects and way more resistant to animals trying to eat it. And in doing that, they made the grain so fucking strong that it's hard for our bodies to process. And now we're seeing a huge rise in fucking celiac disease, which is people that cannot process this glue, which is gluten. Uh, it's literally the glue in bread that makes it so moist and sticky. That's why when you get gluten-free bread, it tastes like fucking cardboard. Uh, but we were, we're creating diseases we're creating diseases to by creating gluten. To to yeah, well, by creating gluten, we're creating diseases. We're basically just to have higher profit margins to fucking uh, expose as many people to uh, these crops as we can to basically uh, have larger crop fields, larger crop fucking uh, reap higher growth. Uh, it's we're killing people, and it's whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not fucking at the top of this, so I, I, it's not much I could do. I could protest with other people, but I feel like just like you were saying. Uh, with the Monsanto stuff, the more right now we have the internet, and the internet is ultimately what what is making people aware. You know, like you said, Putin. People know that the government shit now. Why? Because of the internet. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I feel like everybody always felt like the government was shit, but I feel like the internet gives everybody a voice. Like I mean, before the internet, guys like me, uh, I wouldn't have a podcast because I had a podcast before I ever did stand up comedy. Guys like you, like white black people. Black. I'm a white. I'm a. Bl- what do you call me? A white black person? You're. You're definitely I'm a white. Up black. No. 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 You're not black, Pantelis. You can't. You've been. You've been <laughs> ridiculous with this lately. You're not black. You're a white black person. Don't you dare call yourself black. You can't own that shit. White people call me black. You're a white black person. Listen, what are, we talked about the. Listen, whitey. You can't. You can't put me in one of these fucking holes. <laughs> you can't oppress me. You can't oppress me, whitey. <laughs> uh, no. The the internet like before. Uh, just random guys like me, right? Uh, when we started the 4-H podcast, we were just four guys in the basement doing doing a show mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. And then it picked up people all around fucking America started to listen to it. Obviously, we have people from all around the world that listen to it, but consistently, it's people in the Americas that listen to it. Okay. And uh, just out of nowhere, we have people who uh, think the way we do and agree with us or disagree with yeah, us. And sure. they talk about it on Twitter and we interact with them and all that. And that's... That's like a power to reach people that would have never existed. Mm-hmm. Um, our voices would have never been heard. And that's, if you talk about stepping stones, that's one of the things that right before I started stand-up, mm-hmm. they got me into the stand-up, and then people who listen to the show when they were in the city would come see the, the shows, they would support, and then I'd continue doing it. I'd be like, oh, people like this, and it would just continue. And it would grow and grow and grow. Um, ten years ago, nothing. Right. I would have just been nobody. The best you would have been able to do 10 years ago is have your own radio show. But then again, once you start saying pretty edgy Ugh. shit, you get That's the thing, I radio. can't... Uh, we've already spoken about this. Like, We had a chance to, to be on Terrestrial Radio in Montreal. Uh, not the first, not the second, not the third. I think the fifth tier uh, station. Explain. Garbage. Explain. What ter- Terrestrial Radio? Terrestrial Radio is a regular radio okay. that you tune, tune in in your city. Yeah, FM. And, or they have both... This station had both FM AM. Uh, and we could have got a spot. I think it would have been an hour or two a week. But literally, it wouldn't have been... If it was, say, the 4-Rich Podcast light, that would be cool with us. But it wouldn't have even been that. It would have been so fucking toned down. Forget about the swearing. The swearing doesn't matter. I could okay. not swear. You right. know what I mean, that's not the issue. Fucking cocksuckers. Those cocksuckers. That's not, the issue would have been the content that I was talking about. I wouldn't be able to talk about the same stuff. 
I would have had to avoid anything that had to do with the government, conspiracies. It would have been so fucking vanilla. Yeah. Now, there would have been a point of me having that show. Yeah. Uh, of us being on there. Imagine mm-hmm. the 4-H podcast. We like to go crazy. We like to yeah, bring yeah. crazy guests. We like and to you have crazy guests. Yeah, we have crazy guests. It wouldn't... It would be... Just, plus, you know, you have to just, for some reason, update people on the time. Yeah. Like, every 20 minutes. Like, you, like everybody has Alzheimer's. They forgot what time is, it was. Is that really something ago. that they, they recorded? Yeah, the, the timing thing, the weather thing, uh, which, whatever, you could kind of work your way around that. Yeah. But the garbage is the content. Like, yeah. And so filtered, so Here censored. in Canada, there's a lot of censorship, apparently. Um, so yeah, there's, so we decided that it's not at all in our best interest. In fact, that would have hurt the brand, that would have hurt us, uh, in general, being associated. So we decided to forego that. Yeah. Though, I would have never avoided, uh, I, I would have, I never got the chance, but I would have liked to do a radio show alone, um, in Montreal, because alone I could have done something kind of like this, where I could just interview people. Yeah. And I could get access to guests that I can't get access to on my podcast. So that I would have done for somebody. But I never brought that up. I never uh, put that into negotiation or anything. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted a version of the, the 4-H crew to be on Thrasher Radio. Mm-hmm. And the rules that were stipulated... Too much. To, uh, it's not... It's literally four guys in a room yeah. not talking. It's four guys in a room being scared to talk. That's what it would have been. Hmm. Um, it wouldn't have been fun. You guys are... The 4-H podcast was like probably the, one of the most extreme podcasts on the <laughs> internet. Let's be honest. The, yeah. the 4-H podcast was fucking out there. Uh, I've been on a few episodes... Uh, it, actually, for, to be honest, 4-H Podcast was the first podcast that I was on. Um, it really helped me actually get a mindset for podcasts and start my own. Let's be honest, some stuff said on the 4-H Podcast, in other countries you'd go to jail for. Yes. <laughs> uh, you'd probably get executed, your family kind of executed with it. Um, anyways, I just wanted to posit something, what I was talking about before. I, I kind of seemed like a hater on the whole uh, GMO. Uh, well, GMO you Project Monsanto? Uh, Monsanto, I am a hater. The GMO project, though, is phenomenal for our the population we have in the world. We wouldn't be able to have this population without GMO. So some GMO foods are fucking amazing. They save us. There's only really a select few of GMO food, uh, genetic, genetically modified organisms, that fucking really cause a problem. And, like, bread has caused a problem. But for everything, for some vegetables, it saves us. There's no way that we can have this much fucking farmland to... Accommodate. Are you sure? I'll tell you why. Seven billion up. people. I'll tell you, and this is from articles that I actually have read. Yeah, uh, fully. Not headlines. There's not just the headlines. <laughs> uh, there's all these cases about big food companies like Monsanto and super government agencies. They did this in Greece. They did this in certain places in Europe, and they did it in Africa too. Mm-hmm. Where in order to for the prices to rise of say rice, wheat, this and that, tobacco even, um, they were blocking the the amount of that particular item, let's say it's tobacco, let's say it's uh, wheat, whatever, the amount that those farmers can actually sell. So they could manufacture scarcity, which is insanity. Hmm. And some farmers that were like, fuck that, I'm going to sell more. It's not, you know, I'm going to make my money. I have these crops. I'm not going to let them go to waste. They got shut down. They were getting, they were setting their stuff on fire. They were setting their crops on fire. They did it in Greece too. They're setting, that's insanity. The, that proves that it has nothing to do with it being a scarcity, you know, uh, you were running out of food. You're manufacturing that shit just so prices go up. People could suffer more. It's 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 horrible. This is supervillain shit. Do you remember, yeah, it is supervillain shit. That's the fucked up part. But uh, that's the sad part is we do live with supervillain shit. Do you remember any crops or any type of commodities that they were trying to limit? I remember the talk about the tobacco. I remember um, rice and wheat. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones I remember. I don't think they ever did it. Well. I'm not going to go out and say they never did it, but I don't know about, I never heard anything about meat or how that works, but I remember those three I heard, and what's crazy is rice and wheat 
so much stuff and corn all that so much stuff depends on it so much it's not just that item mm-hmm. it's not just rice that depends yeah. on or we, you know so much depends uh, surrounding you know so much stuff that you use to make something else so you fuck up the entire system yeah. everything gets yeah. jacked up in prices so you, but you're causing this problem you're manufacturing it by doing this but you know you're doing it, you know mm-hmm. but then you're going to jack up the price on this and you're going to jack up the price on that you're going to make people who don't make this x amount of money yeah. be able to afford this much extra of that item and you make people kind of live a bit tighter and a bit tighter and then they're focused a lot on you know oh let me get you know some extra hours so i could you know get some more food let me you know let me do this and do that and they're not focused on what's happening in the world and how they're getting fucked and how the government is evil they're focused on shit when's my next check coming in so i can get some food when's my next check coming in for rent for this you're getting people tight people don't have enough um expend like just uh, extra income that they could just fucking waste without That's thinking about it come, yeah. because I remember back in the day here in Montreal, I can tell you this, downtown. The way downtown was and the way it is now is not the same. And, and forget the festival time now where tourists come and it's full. Apart from the festival time, you go downtown, it's not like it used to be. I could find parking now sometimes, even though you know uh, the condos and stuff are getting rid of it. But there's not as many people, bars, you know, feel it. You feel uh, like right now there are not as many people. No, forget the festival. You're talking about the festival now and there's a lot of people walking around. There's so it a shitload of people. Yeah, and it makes you feel like there's a shitload of people. Go right before, right after. Yeah. When there's no festival. Yeah. When it's just straight up our downtown area. You know why there's not that many people in the clubs and the bars and that? Because there's not that much supposed liquor going around anymore. People don't make money like they used to. And I'm not talking about minimum wage. Minimum wage, I think, went up a couple of cents. But everything's gone up. What is minimum uh, wage in Almond Charlie? 10, I don't know. 10 50? Is it? I don't know. Uh, I'd be lying. I have no clue. But I know it went up a couple of cents since I was working for minimum wage back in the day, obviously. But it's uh, minimum wage has gone up, but everything's so expensive. Food's expensive now. Yeah. A lot more. The people grocery bills. But it's not uh, proportionate. The amount of... Yo, food's gone up since last year. That's what I'm saying. The amount of money that it costs you to buy food now, the amount that it's actually uh, increased in, does not represent the amount of money that you made extra so that means that you're it's technically not, making less. It's not you're, proportionate you're, to inflation. It's not pressure, proportionate, so technically you're making less because you have less take-home. Yeah. Uh, you still have to pay your rent. You still Gas is always going up. Montreal is an expensive city to live in, man. Plus but the taxes here are nuts. They take, what, 50% of your paycheck if you make a certain amount? It's it's killer. So, yeah, people, it's harder on people. People are getting yeah. fucked. Winter fucks up your cars. Winter fucks up your home. It's like, a shitty. It's a shitty city when you look at all that. Stuff. Winter depresses you. Seasonal depression is a thing. People commit suicide. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like winter. Winter does have a fucking effect on our on our not even fucking our emotions on our physiology too. Vitamin D intake from the sun is super important. Anyways, um, we're we're getting kind of we're getting kind of depressing right now. We're this talking is, about yeah. People are listening. Like holy shit, yeah. <laughs> shit just got serious. Used to make us laugh. He's, he does one episode of his own podcast and want to fucking slit our wrists. <laughs> oh man so anyways you had me on your podcast for the first episode yeah. I, I definitely have a, a background of video games um, you still other than the Twitch streaming you've been playing anything uh, this is the thing like I have you on to talk video games video games are a big thing um, I haven't had not just the time but the will to play a lot of games I, there's not that much that, like, look if people who know me or people who, they know that there's a few games that I'm big on I'm a big Metal Gear Solid fan I'm nice. a big Kojima fan nice uh, jump Fox, jump! You know what I think should happen? I don't think Canada should fund this uh, this asteroid interception. I think there's so many fucking problems. Let the asteroid hit. I don't know why you cut me off on my metal. (laughs) Let the fucking asteroid hit, man. We'll hit the reset button on all this, and then we'll fix everything. No more Monsanto. That's that's insanity. (laughs) I also play Pro Evolution Soccer. That's my thing. That's my jam. (laughs) 
<laughs> you play as Grease every time you play? I play as Grease. Uh, I play as Grease. If I get a nice little patch, I'll play as my favorite team, AEK Athens. Um, but yeah, it's, it's there's not that many games that I'm uh, excited about now. I'm, it happens with age, Mentalis. I don't think it has anything to do with age. I think it has to do with responsibility, which is not directly proportional to age. <laughs> AIDS? <laughs> AIDS? That's AIDS? AIDS? <laughs> We're talking about the Malaysian flight again? AIDS. AIDS. Hold on. So, Pro Evolution no, Soccer no, has not. nothing to do with that second Malaysian flight that went down. Or AIDS. No, but I don't think it's proportionate to, to your age. Uh, your AIDS? <laughs> your responsibilities. Some people are irresponsible at 30 just like they were at 15, and we know people like that. Uh, we do. We do know people. We went to party with some people like that. Dude, you know that the 4 podcast has episodes that were never released? I believe it. Because my guests were too fucking high. I believe it. Uh, Listen, uh, for viewers, I don't care what you say, Pentelis. I'm just going to go into, a, you know, that story that you didn't, you didn't really want to talk about us going out on the town a few days ago. Uh, we literally met up with a, a bunch of random different people from a bunch of random different uh, backgrounds and ethnicities. No joke, uh, one of the people from our group that night... Brought up the idea of buying a bottle at a club. Then, therefore, once we get a bottle at a club, we can rape <laughs> girls. We can rape girls. He, he, so, so this actually happened. It was the first night I met the guy, and yeah. he said that yeah, we could go to. He was getting kind of drunk, and he was serious. He's like, we could go to the club, we buy a bottle, and then we can rape. And he just ended his sentence there. And we all just looked at each other. And we're like, like, excuse me, did you say rape? Did you say rape? And he's like, uh, yeah, he said rape. Uh, so then there was the birthday boy who is, you know, way too drunk for uh, his age, and <laughs> you know, like that, that was a funny night, man. A lot of a lot of crazy shit happened that night. Picking up random people on the streets to smoke with. E, did we yeah, the, the rape guy also said something ridiculous to passers. Here's the scary part. Oh yeah, the rape guy also threatened a girl that he would hit her in the face because <laughs> he he said he said you're gonna suck my dick tonight, and she said fuck you, and he says I'm gonna hit you in the face if you say that again. To which I had. To intervene and say, "Hey, man, calm down." <laughs> we shouldn't go out with these people anymore. No, no name dropping or anything like that. But that was a crazy night. Um, I, I, I just Montreal's a fun place to go out that night and then you know converse with a bunch of people. But I don't know where you found that guy. Uh, everybody was kind of clashing that night. It was a lot I'm of a fun. Team. We played hockey together. Here's a scary part. He's massive. Hey, hey, hey! You're making it too descriptive now. <laughs> I don't want him to come after me. But here's a scary part. That guy disappeared halfway through the <laughs> night. He disappeared. What? What did he do? What kind of? He texted me the day after. What like, did he say? He's just like, what the fuck did you guys do last night? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you do last night, man? That's what I said. And then he said, whatever, we'll talk. And then, uh, <laughs> whatever, I'm in jail, we'll yeah. talk. <laughs> I'm texting you from a cell. Yo, P, can you come bail me out? Yeah, uh, yeah that was uh, an interesting night. We, we had some paninis to end the night. That was oh, good. Oh, that was jo- fantastic. Joe Paninis. Joe Paninis. Free advertising. Give us paninis. Yeah. On, uh, what is it, Drummond? Is it Drummond? I think it's Drummond St. Catherine. Fucking the best paninis at a place called Joe's Paninis. Open 24-7, right? Open 24-7. Yeah. That's like almost every day, all day. And let's not talk... Really good prices. Yeah, it's really not that expensive. And it's delicious. Yo, you'll get like a trio for what, eight bucks? I'm thinking of going there after the podcast. That's how delicious those paninis are. Well, right are. now you're in East, the east end of Montreal. You, you for sure heard of a place called Milano's. I have heard of a place called Milano's. I like that place too. Free plug for them as well. Um, <laughs> free plug for the mafia. Free plug for that. No, I like Milano's because I, I go there sometimes. And uh, good coffee, good good subs. I get along with Italians a lot. Cool. Um, Italians and Jews, I think, apart from Greeks, 
It's Italians and Jews that I get along with. Um, Wait, what's the overlap? Why? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. It's just... Well, <laughs> well this thing, Italians, because they're... You know what Italians are, as much as we like to argue? Tell me. Italians are Greeks who sing when they talk. That's all they are. <laughs> okay? So, it's just, they're the same fucking thing, whether they like it or not, you know? Uh, so that's why I get along with them. Jews, I think it's because a lot of Jews are, like, very neurotic. Huh. Like me. Um, so we have a lot of uh, that in common, you know? And they like they like comedy. They like, uh, you know, they control the they control the media. You think Jews have big balls? What? I'm sorry? What do you mean? I'm sorry? I don't... You, apology accepted. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know why I go. The Milanos, they got good sandwiches as well, Italian sandwiches. I walk in there, my paisans. Hey, Pantali! Hey, oh! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Get... Hey, can I have a bocchini salad? Ma, get the fuck out of here! Uh, uh, balsamic vinegar. No, but seriously, get the fuck out of here! Okay, sit down. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> it's good. It's a it's a family environment. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. People get shot around Milano's fuck. I don't know why people keep giving such a bad rap. I've never been shot when I was around. Montreal East, not to be confused with Montreal North. Montreal North is like the second most dangerous place in all of Montreal. Montreal East got some good. You know, although we're neighboring cities, the boroughs, uh, we got some good restaurants here. But I gotta say. Uh, your hometown, Park Extension, Park X. Yeah. Some of the best restaurants in all of Montreal. Thank you, sir. If you're into Indian food, if you're into fucking some cool Greek places, shout out to Marvin's, uh, Tripoli. And then there's some really good Indian restaurants. What would you say, this is kind of a big question, but what would you say for listeners of the Pantelis podcast, uh, or the Pantelis show, whatever the fuck you're calling this? I'm calling it Oprah. Oprah, the Oprah, <laughs> the Oprah hour with Pantelis. <laughs> Uh, what would you say is your, your top, maybe your top two, maybe top three favorite restaurants in all of Montreal? I'll make you go first and I'll put you on the spot. Oof, restaurants. Like, what qualifies as a restaurant? Any eatery? Like, uh, you could eat pussy there. You could... Uh, well, that's uh, taking it to another <laughs> extreme. <laughs> I like XXX Massage on Saint Laurent. No, uh, best restaurants. Hmm. I'm going to go first. Romato's. I've never been there. Ro- oh, Romato's fucking grilled chicken, man. Good fucking best chicken in all of Montreal. God damn, best son. chicken in all of Montreal. I'm just, I'm just saying it right now. Romados on Rachel next to Saint Laurent. Best chicken in all of Montreal. Portuguese okay. chicken, spicy, amazing. So let me go. Uh, since you said, okay, number, uh, I, they're not in a particular order. Okay, fine, mine either. They're not in a particular order, but because you said that, one of the three has to be Portugalia. Okay, you're, you're, you're taking the sneaky... Yeah, you're taking the sneaky route, sure. How's it a sneaky route? Uh, because I'll tell you why because Romanos and Portugalia, they're a they're level. They're level playing field. I don't know if they're level playing field. Portugalia is almost like the hipster choice for people that like Romanos. I don't know. Romanos is very popular. Okay, well, Portugalia is popular in my circle. Uh, so I like I like that. It's a Portuguese restaurant. Uh, the only reason I'm mentioning... Only three restaurants I'm mentioning is restaurants that I would think about going to. Because in general, I don't think I have any more favorite restaurants... Um, no, come on, Tripoli. Dropped, Tripoli, is... Tripoli was used to my favorite restaurant, but the past few times my stomach's been hurting. I don't know if it, they've been using a lot so of. So, funny uh, story. Well, last time I went to Tripoli. Yeah, I saw, I saw you your there. ass. There. Yeah, you're in my neighborhood. Yeah, I, I was in your neighborhood. You, and you just you. walked in, and it was a fun conversation. You man. and your boy John. N- yes, John, and you were with Chris. Me and Legacy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what me and Legacy were doing that night, uh, and then we ended up there. Let's not talk about it. It's pretty gay. It wasn't gay at all. <laughs> it was super straight, but I don't know how we ended up there. Alright, so any, anything else? Good uh, restaurants in okay, Montreal. So Tripoli. Do we rep Schwartz? Schwartz? No, no. It's I'm a tourist sure. spot. It's, it's not that. It's just, I don't think, of, oh man, let me go eat there. That never happens. 
Uh, yeah, I don't really have any favorite restaurants anymore. There's no place that go crazy. Portugal is the only place that if I'm driving by, I'm like, you know what? Let me stop and get one of those Bufana sandwiches. <laughs> is that what they're called? Bufana. Bufana. And I go in there and I go, hey, give Bufana. And the guy's like, well, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's funny because Bufana, like you pronounce it, actually means like a heavy fart in Portuguese. <laughs> so, so that's why they look at me weird yeah. whenever I ask. Hey, give me a Bufana. And the chef's there laughing. How much for a Bufana? <laughs> Free my friend I don't know why Portuguese people sound like Arabs yeah, But whatever the, yeah. Get the fuck out <laughs> Photograph Don't take photograph This should be called the Pantales in Montreal podcast This is a very Montreal centric Just podcast. the restaurant portion Because you brought it up <laughs> Um. So there's that There's that and that And yeah Um. So you with your video game stuff You making any money yet? No not really It's kind of hard to make money Especially from YouTube man You gotta have a solid amount of followers Subscribers Let me ask you I'm mad at YouTube Can I Can I? I'm, I'm gonna bring this up Go for it YouTube from years ago When we had um, Forage had another website Before the podcast We had started And then We had an ad sets account And we brought it to the Forage And we were trying to run ads On the Forage Podbean site My account Well our account Had gotten disabled Or some shit On Podbean? No uh, From AdSense Like Google AdSense They said that the Fishy traffic Or some shit So I don't know what it meant Right They go Oh you could have been hacked You could have whatever It was all Or you could have been Clicking on your own ads This and that I'm like dude That didn't happen You know like I didn't click on my own ads We didn't click on our own ads I think Uh, And I don't know about The whole hack shit Fishy thing Because I don't I don't think anybody Would go to trouble Doing that shit so I've been trying to like I've been appeal after appeal after appeal to get it reinstated so I can monetize our YouTube videos. Yeah. And it's always denied. And I've been going at it for years. And just recently I did the same thing because I'm trying to do some live streaming mm-hmm. on uh, the YouTubes. I want to do. Uh, I guess I'll bring it up here. Uh, two weeks in August. I want to try this. You could be on it too. I want to do like a daily radio show, uh, sh- live stream on YouTube, so people could comment right away and all that. It's pretty. It's a pretty sick idea. You can do that now, yeah. Well, I'm trying to, but the thing is, uh, I'm getting discouraged because I was trying to monetize, bring up the ads and all that, but uh, YouTube's being a bitch. Uh, I know YouTube's very strict with once you get flagged, uh, once you once you do get like, uh, what's it called? The, uh, you said it, uh, what's the word? Once you get like fucking... Uh, banned or whatever the fuck. Not uh, banned. Disabled. Or... Yeah, like uh, something like that. Then I know they get very fucking strict on letting you... Yeah, but the thing is, I don't know if it's all because they keep saying, okay, you're appeal, you're not righteous. I keep writing, like, I don't know what the fuck I did wrong, just let me know. Like, I think it was yeah. a, a error, so I'm just, yeah. let's, let's work shit out. Uh, I think it just goes through an automated system and they just de- deny me all the time because if it was a person, they'd read, they'd be like, wait a second, let me look into this. Because yeah. we didn't do anything. Yeah. And we weren't even at the time when we first got the AdSense... We, the Forage podcast wasn't popular yet. It was before it got any fandom. So we didn't have enough people to go on there to be randomly clicking and fucking around. There was right. nobody on it. Um, so yeah, it's just weird. Where do you find your biggest user base uh, was, you said, the United States? It's the United States. Um, it's funny well, that it's not Canada. It is funny that it's not, it's funny that it's not Montreal, you think about it right. technically, right? Yeah. But like I said, Montreal, they don't really embrace shit that much. They're not. Uh, it's not a really big podcast culture here as well. And also, like you said, we were also seeing a lot of crazy shit. The Forage podcast was very, uh, I'm not going to say ahead of its time. I'm going to say it's from the land of no time. Like, it's from it's shit that uh, I guess you wouldn't normally even want to say. <laughs> uh, shit that you normally didn't want to hear, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, why don't you plug the Forage podcast? The- I, I do repeatedly. Just me existing plugs the Forage podcast. <laughs> I, that's another thing is that what bothers me, man, and I'm going to talk about it on stage. Is a joke I have about uh, this Twitter... I got into an argument with a guy on Twitter uh, about the Forage podcast. 
two things and then I stopped writing. I'm not going to say the whole thing now because I don't want to ruin the show. Right. But just so ridiculous. I, I mentioned on that episode that the Forge podcast is not stopping. But whenever I get the chance, I'm going to also do the Pantelis podcast, the one-on-one thing. Okay, just right, for me, right? right just right. more content for people. Just something that has to be on my website. And somebody's like, oh, you're leaving the Forge because Forge podcast hasn't had an episode in a while. Okay. So this guy thought that it was directly associated with me announcing that I'm doing my own thing. So I had to like explain like well, like do you even listen to what like right. I fucking say? Right. But he said something so stupid that I'm ashamed that he listens to and my, you, my show. And now you can't share. Uh, well, you're gonna I'll share with you after the show. All I right. just don't want to share because I don't want to ruin Hercules Complex because <laughs> right? I talk about a lot of stuff that happened to me this year. Basically, Hercules Complex is my um, my last year of material I've worked on ever since that one night. Uh, some stuff that I had done at the the Rialto show, uh, Dirty Thirty, uh, and stuff I've been working on throughout the whole year. And I get to finally get it all there, get it on tape, and then start my new year fresh with new material, you know, cool. start working on new shit. So I, I talk about the year, and I talk about fans, I talk about the line of, because it is very weird, like Twitter and all that, like I love it, but it's so fucked up that you have that, people have that direct access to you, and uh, it's not always, you don't always get compliments, like this isn't the perfect world, you know, you, sure. don't, you don't always get good fucking, you get people tell you go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. a lot, especially if you're mean. And that's on a good day. On a good day, people tell me yeah. to fuck myself repeatedly. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I like it. For sure, man. And I really, like I said, I really think it's cool that you fucking uh, started your own kind of comedy, um, your own kind of fucking passion in comedy. Once again, what are the dates for the Hercules Complex? Hercules Complex, uh, August, Friday, August 8th, Montreal, Putsi Campus. Tickets are 10 bucks a piece. Very cheap. Uh, people are like, hey, this is very cheap. How come uh, you're selling them just that? Straight up 10 bucks. It's because the whole point isn't to generate revenue off this. It's just to get uh, the content recorded. So it's just a fun night for everybody who's supported throughout the year and who's in the city, who's in Montreal. Uh, during this time, you know, it's comedy time in Montreal anywhere. Um, so it's just, it's going to be a fun night. I'm going to yeah. get some other local comedians that I like to do uh, a couple of minute spots, you know, get, cool. the, get their feet wet. Um, one who's pretty new, but I like him, so I, I want him to, uh, Eric Arsenal. Uh, I, I don't know him that long, but... I like his style, and I think he has a good uh, uh, a good future ahead of him if he continues. So I want him to get his feet wet at a big show. And uh, there's a few other that I'm not going to mention yet because I haven't announced it. Uh, Donovan Oliveira. Local, local favorites that I like that I feel don't get enough respect that I'm going to put on as well. Um, so yeah, because I want people who come, people who listen to 4-H, who listen to my podcast or whatever, most of the 4-H. Uh, my podcast hasn't existed yet to have its own listeners, right. but to see these people and mm-hmm. start following them too right, and right. give them some exposure because they're worth it. There's a, there's a lot of talent out there that doesn't get exposed. Like I said, I don't feel like uh, Just for Laughs does enough for the city to expose local talent. Right. So if I had a chance, I mean, I have a lot of followers. Uh, I, I feel like the, the 4-H podcast listeners are a lot more relentless and real than people who follow Just for Laughs because a lot of people who just follow Just for Laughs are fair weather occasional like oh it's the summertime I've heard about yeah. this Bill Burger let me go watch him yeah. whereas people who listen to 4H no they know shit about my life they listen and if you meet them or if, they, if you mention them on Twitter and they'll talk they'll remember episodes that happened fucking a year ago and they remember shit you know they're they're legitimate mm-hmm. you know uh, so yeah yeah that's cool man August 9th August 8th August 8th Friday, Friday 9pm Friday August 8th at 9pm at Petit Campus yeah. On Prince Arthur. Tickets are available online or through the box office over there. All right, wicked man. 
So, we wrapping up here? Or are you usually I see, doing I see, show? I see you wrapping up. I got another show to go to. Yeah, you do another, got another show. I got another podcast to visit. If you guys uh, want to hear Pantelis on another podcast, you can check, check out the Jump Fox Jump podcast. That we're actually recording that right now, right after this. this. We're probably going to go get some coffee, right? Yeah, well, probably. Or we're going to send one of the interns. Yeah, one of the interns. <laughs> His name is Alex. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out. If you want to check out our show, the show Pantelis is about to be on, you can check out YouTube. Uh, just search Jump Fox Jump. You'll find it there. Or search, search Jump Fox Jump on YouTube. No, I just said that. On Twitter. I don't know. Search it on YouTube, on Twitter, whatever. It's a video game Let's Play channel. You might like it. There's also a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. My name is Pantelis, and that's all you're going to get. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.